As a soldier, I'd like to give it a slightly militaristic perspective because Samuel Huntington started the clash of civilizations. So taking up on that genre, I would like to emphatically state that no other country in the world has the idea of itself so comprehensively attacked and virtually destroyed as the Indian civilization was. The fact of the matter is, the last almost about 300 years of colonization, one of the, one of the landmarks that happens is the first war of independence, 1857, when the people of India, you know, fed up with that assault on their culture, with their assault on their dignity, revolted against the British East India Company. And after that rebellion was very cruelly suppressed, outside every village there were, you know, bodies hung by their necks. You know, they, that, that is the summary justice that the British had done. And at the end of it, they decided that they would ensure that India and Indians would never come together to fight or rise against the British Empire. <clears throat> and to that extent, they began a very thorough and systematic study of our society. They are good anthropologists. They identified every single fault line that they could in the Indian body politic. And one of the first that they identified was caste. Every collectorate, every you know commissionerate that you had, you had to go and register your gotra, your caste, you know your jati and everything. All that possibly we were forgetting as you industrialize, as you urbanize, you know caste and these categories start falling by the wayside. They belong to largely an agricultural era. They revived caste with a vengeance. In 1872, Sir John Risley held the first caste-based census. And John Risley famously wrote, as long as there is caste, there will be no India. As long as there is caste, there will be no India. They have used it to thoroughly divide our society. And then they went on, of course, next to religion, to creed. And they gave a separate electorate to the Muslims. We have had, you know, terrorist problems in Jammu and Kashmir. They gave separate electorate to the Sikhs. We had problem in Punjab. They gave separate electorate to the Christians. We've had problem in the Northeast. And then they gave, of course, separate electorate to the scheduled caste and tribes. They identified every single fault line and they tried their level best to see that the idea of India as such is destroyed. And, you know, Churchill famously said, I mean, India as the basis of a nation state, the equator, how can the equator be the basis of a nation state? It has got as much you know, credibility as the idea of the equator as the basis of a nation state. He scoffed at us. Well, today we are a nation state. And we have always been. If somebody thinks that nationhood is the gift of the British, please read the Atharva Veda. It talks of the Rashtra. The Atharva Veda talks of the Rashtra. So what are you talking about this gift of democracy, this gift of nationhood from the British. They did everything they could to destroy your identity, your self-identity. And number two, apart from destroying your identity, give you a congenital feeling of inferiority. The pity is for 70 years after the British have left, we are still not 
overthrown the shackles of our psychological slavery. You are still psychological slaves of the British. You still look towards the West for endorsement. You still look towards the West for the West for validation. And a thing becomes right only if the West says it is so. You have that congenital sense of inferiority which was deeply, deeply instilled into you. And it is this that we have to fight. And it is this that I would like to compliment Rajiv Malhotra for the excellent, this is a project to regain our national self-respect. It is a project to regain our, our destroyed sense of self-respect. Everything Desi is inferior. Everything Vilayati you know, is superior. That is the mindset that is deeply, deeply ingrained into you. If I can talk to you in English, well, I am a superior country gentleman. But if I talk in Hindi or in Tamil or some other of our local languages, you know, isko pata nahi hai. So that is the problem. That was, we must understand, the assault that was made upon our cultural integrity, upon our idea of the self. It is this lost sense of the self that we have to recover. As an ancient civilization, carbon dated to 7,000 years, empirically, carbon dated to 7,000 years. A problem has been this, this, you know, destruction of our very idea of the self. You know, I, I, I've, I've been doing some research on this particular topic and when I was in the army, my subject was information warfare. It is now a war that you have to fight, the battle of perceptions, battles to shape the ideas of who we are, what is our identity? Hamara vajud kya hai? Ham kaun hai? If that you can assault, I mean that is the first, that is the first thing that you have demolished. And in this, you know, battle of the self, we've all heard of the famous, you know, Dr. Wendy Donager. What exactly, how you pronounce that ridiculous name? But, uh, you know, in 1958, the Americans passed the National Defense Education Act. As a part of this act, you know, there were a number of institutions set up to carry out intelligence activity, perception management activities. One of these in, uh, established in India was the American Institution of Indian Studies, right? And uh, may I remind you that as far back as the Second World War, the University of Pennsylvania had helped to establish this, you know, uh, institutions of scholarship to study India to serve the military during the Second World War. Most of the American programs to studying India grew out of the intelligence and military departments which sought, please listen to this carefully, which sought to shape opinions in other countries through the media and the academia. They sought to influence opinions in other countries through the media and through the academia. Media we know very well of and we know the we had the whole of British India was conquered by Indian foot soldiers of the empire who fought for the British. There were only about 20 to 40,000 British soldiers and the number of Indian soldiers was 1 to 2 lakhs at any given point of time. 
it is the indian soldiers who conquered india for the british their foot soldiers and now we have the academic and the media foot soldiers of the empire shaping our opinions telling us how low down how what a low form of life you are compared to the west and giving you that congenital sense of inferiority what uh, everything seems to be wrong with us wendy donager's father was lister donager he was a cia operative this lady herself was a part of the cia and when you know she was studying she was a professor at the university of chicago her guide in the university of daniel ingalls he was a known intelligence operative when she went to oxford she worked under rc zener another known intelligence operative all right and in 1963-64 wendy donager was sent to india as part of this american institution of indian studies and you know we know the kind of work she has done she is today an intelligence operative is regarded as the last word and authority on india i find it very difficult to get a book published by penguins but penguins will bend over backwards to produce hinduism by you know wendy donager and she started off quite well if you read her initial you know books on the vedas one thought they were they were decent and then slowly the agenda starts coming out you know attract an audience win an audience influence an audience tell you about what you are i think it's about time to rescue indology from the clutches of these western spin masters spin masters spin masters to give a spin to the news spin doctoring the news spin doctoring the content of the media this is an ongoing war there are full time officers staffs sitting and working on these particular you know uh, strategies information warfare strategies how to strike at the root of your idea of the self how to make you feel low down how do you make you think oh the americans are up there and we are down here you know we had oxford and cambridge as our meccas now we want to go to harvard we want to go to you know any other university massachusetts or caltech that is the new meccas that are now emerging so it is this mindset of inferiority that we have to assault and one of the first things i have requested rajiv ji is you know we we our entire history was crafted for us you know by more timer wheeler and the rest of them you know the british uh, archaeologists etc over here and they the source river of our country is supposed to be the indus the word india comes from indus hindu comes from sindhu even the arabs got it wrong but that is not our cradle river the cradle river is the saraswati that once flowed flowed from the mansarovar lake down to the arabian sea aur uska part 6 se 8 kilometer chauda tha 6 se 8 kilometer chauda part us nadi ka and people every time we went to the sangam we were told yahan saab ganga jamuna milti hai aur saraswati adrish ho gayi hai we thought it was a story we thought it was a myth till the isro people showed me the satellite images of that mighty river on which you know we were supposed to be living i am supposed to be a brahmin and we are supposed to be saraswat brahmin so i used to wonder why what is the saraswat about it is the saraswati 
it is the saraswati river that you know along the banks of which we were dwelling and the 60% of the indus valley sites have not been found along the indus tract they have been found along the saraswati so that tells you which is your cradle your core your mother civilization and i think the first thing that you have to go back is correct that idea you know the british had told us that the hordes of aryan on horseback you know they came and they destroyed the the real indus valley civilization those real civilized people barbarians came from outside destroyed that destroyed a hundred fort cities of shambara etc etc the whole twist given to you know to your history whereas the fact that now that now emerges is there are only about 60 or 70 odd skeletons which have even marks which could have happened with you know metal or metallic objects so 70 is not a genocide 70 is not you know the murder of a whole civilization and its transplantation uprooting i'm sorry we've got it very badly wrong 2900 bc there was a massive earthquake the satluj which used to join the saraswati the 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 yamuna which used to join the saraswati they both changed course yamuna was captured by the indo-gangetic system by the by the ganga and of course that joined the this thing so in about 100 years plus this river dried out string of pools part of it paleo channel has gone underground right the fact of the matter is that led to the first you know there is otherwise no reason there is otherwise no i'll just take a minute more there is otherwise no reason for any migration from india the hot the well warm nice lush fertile plains of india towards central asia and towards uh, beyond right all invasions have come from west to east but when a catastrophe like this takes place and an entire river goes out a civilization based on a river it becomes extinct what do you think will happen people will move two ways bulk of the people move towards the indo-gangetic plains but a large number of them moved out towards central asia towards the middle east and you have those treaties you know within the hittites and the others you know which talk of the vedic gods as witness so you have moved out like this your entire history is that you came from outside you were invaders too like the british were invaders so what's so different we are all looters of a kind this is the first twist to wrench your mind first first wrenches to twist your mind the first wrench is to capture your history to be the sole authoritative people for your history and now we have the foot soldiers or romilla thapar and you dare talk to her about a uh, migration from the east to the west and she will look at you with scorn you know she had come to give a talk at the national defense college so we just were discussing with her and then i showed her the book on the mahabharat you know and she she shrank from it as if it was something contagious but we have allowed these people to purloin our history to establish themselves as the zarinas of our culture of our history and this place was you know you know you know who was running this particular orchestra here for so much time i'm glad it has been rescued as a lot of our history needs to be rescued and i compliment rajiv ji for this very 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 wonderful initiative 
of restoring our history, our restoring our sense of self and our identity. Thank you. Jai Hind.